Now just raise a hand. Has anybody made a, a New Year's resolution this year? Three people. Okay. Um, well, I'm sorry to tell you uh, that the statistics say that by the end of January, 90% of people that make New Year's resolutions will have broken or given up on them. Uh, so I'm sure you three will be in the 10% that keep them. But um, time and again, at this time of year, people talk about making New Year's resolutions. Um, and so for us as the church today, as we have uh, readings um, and songs that um, uh, remember Jesus' baptism, uh, the Sunday is, is known as the baptism of the Lord. As we think about baptism, we're going to think about what it means to renew our faith and to step forward um, in, in faith in the new year. So, the stepping in means stepping in to our baptismal promises, stepping in into our faith afresh for the new year, so that we can step out as we leave church into our Monday to Saturday and our Sunday afternoon and live out our faith uh, so Luke chapter 3 that we just heard read for us. Uh, you may remember we heard from Luke in, um, from chapter 3 last month in Advent. And we heard about John the Baptist twice. But the focus when we hear about John the Baptist today is not so much John the Baptist. It's that Jesus was baptized. Okay? And um, when Jesus was baptized, he was baptized by John with a load of other people. So it says, if you have a look at Luke 3, verse 21, when all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. He is someone who came to earth and lived a human life. And at the start of his ministry, uh, it wasn't something where he was set apart as, as the only one. Like when they ordain a bishop, and there's normally one of them that's ordained at one time. Uh, Jesus was baptized along with everybody else, with all the other people, a sign that he was coming to live as a human, as a man. And it says, as he was praying, heaven was opened and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. Uh, the dove is often the symbol of the Holy Spirit um, and, and a way that we, we can see um, what the Holy Spirit might look like um, in the way that doves are. It's just a picture and one of them that's used for the Spirit. And a voice came from heaven, you are my son, whom I love. With you, I am well pleased. So we get Jesus, who is living on earth as a man, who is a man, He's not just a ghost of some, some kind. He's fully human, fully alive as a man. And he is being baptized just like all the other men, women, and children were being baptized at the time. And this voice comes down from heaven, uh, like something out of a movie, and it's God saying, you are my son. So we get the voice of God, we get the person of Jesus, and then the dove representing the presence of the Holy Spirit. So this moment, we get the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, and it's a sign of what is to come. Jesus is fully human and fully God. 
In the bit that comes next in the gospel, which you can have a look at later, um, I'd actually, I think if I tested some of the kids who've been in Sunday school, you may actually know um, the order of the genealogy, because I know that you've been learning really well, um, and I would not be surprised at all if that wasn't a quiz that you've done. And if not, uh, Dylan might do that in, in, in the new year. Um, but there's this whole list of the family tree of Jesus. Um, and something that's interesting, uh, if you look in Luke's gospel, the family tree goes backwards. It starts with Jesus to Joseph and then goes backwards to Adam. Adam, uh, the first man. And Adam is Hebrew for the, the Hebrew word is man for Adam. Or the other way around. Um, and then if you look in Matthew's gospel, it's the other way around. We start off with Adam and we come all the way down to Jesus. So anyway, there's not really a test on that. Um, but uh, we see that Jesus is rooted in a human family. And not just a human family, but by this whole long list of people, it goes all the way back to Adam. And yet we know that Adam went a bit wrong, didn't he? Adam went a bit wrong. As in Adam, all have sinned. In Jesus, all are forgiven. So we know that Adam didn't live the best life. He didn't live a perfect life. He didn't stay in the Garden of Eden very long. Um, but we know for Jesus, he lived a perfect life with all its highs and lows. But nonetheless, he lived a perfect life to show us how to live. So the, the second Adam, as we sometimes refer to Jesus, if the first Adam representing humanity, the second Adam was Jesus, uh, the God with us, the Emmanuel. And in this season of Epiphany, we've still got the Epiphany hangings up here. In this season of Epiphany, which runs from uh, last Sunday until the 2nd of April, um, we are in a time when we're thinking about what it means for Jesus to have come to earth, not as a baby, but as, as that ministry he started on earth began. So what about us? How can we step in in faith in this new year? Well, in the baptism service, uh, there are some promises that are made, some questions. Uh, will you continue in the apostles' teaching and in the fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in the prayers? Uh, that's actually a really easy one, and, and it's the easiest box to tick, because all you have to do to do that is show up to church. Because when you show up to church, we are continuing in that pattern. Uh, will you persevere in resisting evil, and whenever you fall into sin, repent and return to the Lord? Well, the good news with this one is it's also really easy, especially the repenting and returning to the Lord, because when we come to church each week, whether you come to a 9 o'clock service that's more formal or the 10 o'clock that's more informal, at both the services, we have a time of confession. Today, we sat quietly just to reflect um, before we um, uh, made our confession and are reminded of God's forgiveness. So tick. The first two, super easy. All you've got to do is show up. But then it gets a bit more tricky. Um, often like that in life, isn't it? It starts off easy, like when you get a piece of work at school, and the first thing you have to do is write your name on it and the date. And I always think, yes, I've, I've achieved something. And then you have to start working, and it gets a bit more tricky. Uh, so the third one, will you proclaim by word and example the good news of God in Christ? We talk about at St. George's living and sharing the good news of Jesus. And that means going out and telling people about Jesus. The reason churches have empty seats is because we're not very good at going out and getting people to come and fill them. 
COVID, of course, has made that worse in many ways, but in other ways, it's made it even easier because all our services are online. And so if you know someone now who you think may be interested in church, but it would be quite hard to invite them to come to a physical service, you can send them the link and say, hey, this was our church service for today. How about you have a look at it? And we know that lots of people are watching our services. We don't always know who they are, but we know that we've got between 40 and 60 people every week are tuning in to a service from St. George's, um, and a number of people tune in every day for morning prayer, so we know people are engaging. So proclaiming uh, the good news of Jesus gets a bit easier when you can just share a video. Um, Will you seek and serve Christ in all persons, loving your neighbor as yourself? This is a hard one. This is a hard one. It's a hard one because often we don't always like our neighbors. I don't necessarily mean the person living beside you, and I'm not going to preach the Good Samaritan story, but you know the Good Samaritan story? Who is your neighbor? Who is your neighbor? Everybody, everyone, all people. Okay, so how do we love the people we find really hard to love? Will you seek and serve Christ in all persons, loving your neighbor as yourself? And the final one is, will you strive for justice and peace among all people and respect the dignity of every human being? We have a real problem with this one too, I think. We have a real problem. It's really hard. It's really hard to do this across the whole of our life. And some of us are good in some areas and less good in other areas at doing those things. So it's quite a tall order what we're being asked to do as we step in as the church, as the body of Christ, as baptized people. But it begins with a single step. The first thing we have to do is step in and make a choice and say, today, today I'm going to choose And it might be for you um, that having a look, if you've got a book of alternative services at page 159, and looking at those um, baptismal promises there, um, those commitments, you might look at those and think, this week, this month, uh, here's one that I'm going to focus on. Uh, But as we see that Jesus was baptized, it's a time of year to think about, perhaps for those of us who are not yet baptized, Um, We've got quite a few in the church who aren't baptized yet. What's stopping you? That would be my question. What's stopping you from being baptized? Um, For those of you who are baptized, what will it look like for you? Don't set a resolution that is hard to keep, but maybe set yourself a goal or an aim in one area of your faith life. I'm going to pray for us, and then I'm going to ask uh, Roxanne to come up, and she's going to share a few ideas for ways uh, that you can step in and out in faith uh, this morning. So, Lord Jesus, we thank you for uh, this story of your own baptism, and we pray uh, that you would help all of us to step into our faith in this new year so that we can step out in faith into the world. In Jesus' name, amen. So the big thing with, with anything is how to get started. Um, and most of us have to say, where are we? So if you don't read the Bible at all, don't make your goal to read the Bible in one year. Your goal should be then, maybe I'll read one book of the Bible. And maybe you start with the Gospel of John. So for those of you who want to read and you haven't been reading your Bible, a good thing is the Gospel of John. For some of you might go, oh man, I don't pray at all. How can I pray more? So kids, one of the things you can do is you can make sure that you're praying when you go to bed and that you're praying at meals. 
Adults, same thing, that you're praying when you go to bed or you're praying at meals. Some of you might go, oh, but Roxanne, I am so tired by the time I go to bed. Then pray in the morning. Some of you might say, Roxanne, I just don't have any time. I say, then pray when you're driving your car. For the very first time, turn off the radio and pray. Now, remember that praying, you don't have to close your eyes. So please, if you are driving, do not close your eyes. They're simple things. Some people talk about smart goals. They're specific goals. They're measurable goals. They're attainable goals. They're realistic goals, and they're time goals. So if you're in a family, one of the things I would suggest is you each tell someone in your family a goal that you are going to have. So we want to step in to our faith. So what is it are we going to do? We're going to pray once in a while if we don't pray at all. If we pray all the time, every day, you might decide that there'd be one day when you pray for all the kids in your class, or all the people in your workplace, or all the people in your neighborhood. That's one way to step out and to pray for people. Simple, simple, simple things. Very simple things. You might as a family go, you know what? One of the ways that we want to reach out is we want to show love for our neighborhood. How can we do that? Are there people that we live with that we could maybe bring cookies to, or we could maybe go for a walk with, or we could maybe share a recipe with, or we could maybe read a book and pass it on to them? It doesn't have to be big things. Simple, simple things, putting your faith into action. The one thing that I want to say is, if you don't plan to do anything, you will do nothing. So, in order to step in, decide on one thing that will draw you closer to God. It might be morning prayer. It might be praying every night before you go to bed. It might be, for the first time, praying for meals stepping out, doing something very specific for someone else. It can be very simple. We always think of these big, amazing things, but they start small, one step at a time. Have you talked to your neighbor since COVID? Have you talked to your colleague since COVID? A lot of us have not seen our employers, our employees for years. How about talking to them on the phone? Very simple things. But one more thing, David and I are here for you. So if you want to have a spiritual checkup, if you want to have somebody to help you set goals, we're more than happy to do that.